Hey guys, welcome Hi. to another episode of Conversations with Cat and Tully. In this podcast, we dive into conscious relationship, journeying through parenthood, and all things lifestyle creation. So join us in creating your own new normal as we share our stories and talk with some incredible leaders in their field. Thanks for being here, guys. We hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, guys, welcome back. We're back. To our podcast. This is our fifth episode so far and today's a bit of a special one because we wanted Mm. to come on and chat about conscious relationship and you know why is it so important in today's world and we also wanted to jump on live on Instagram Instagram. and have a chat there as well so to anyone listening on Instagram we won't be getting back to questions or anything like that we're just going to be recording the podcast and you guys are welcome to tune in and listen so hey everyone um so, I guess we should just jump straight into it. Yeah. The podcast has had such a amazing response Thank so far. Thank you to everyone who shared it, who's left a review, who's, um, yeah, it's been amazing. We felt so supported in it and it's, um, yeah, it's exciting, you know. It's only four episodes out, but it's been really cool to receive the messages, um, yeah, of the impact that it's that it's having. So, um, yeah, we're excited to dive into this conversation and, and many more to come. Yeah, so this is a big conversation and this is a big conversation Tal and I have been having for years Mm. now Um, and something we're very passionate about as well and that is the world and the landscape of conscious relating Mm. Um, and we're really passionate about it because we really like to have the conversation of the deeper stuff but bringing it into a way that's really easily digestible and integrated in like the modern world in mm. today's society and in today's world of relationship yeah. as well so we've gone and been super deep into things and used really fancy words for everything before and we've also experienced really unconscious relationship before mm. where there were lots of unhealthy dynamics and patterns mm-hmm. playing out. And so we've really come into this space now of, um, you know, knowing and understanding the deeper stuff, but being able to, yeah, translate it in a way that I feel like is great for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Seems to really land. And I guess obviously um, we've been sort of teaching this space for a few years now, um, but it started out as a personal passion, personal mm. interest in a, in a big way. Um, and... Yeah, for me, that was really like I've always been interested in relationships. And I think I was thinking about it this morning, actually. It was because I always knew I wanted to be a dad and was going to have a family. And then so obviously a relationship is a fundamental part of that. (laughs) So as we all get to do, we get to look at the grown-ups in our world, Mm. primarily mum and dad, but just looking around in general. And that's where we sort of learn and model things and the more I dove into the personal development space I started to learn oh wow like that conditioning from an early age especially around relationship but Mm -hmm. around everything really sets us up to and to shape massively um, yeah Yeah. how we experience the world how we view the world what we believe about the world so I really saw that like the work I was kind of starting to do with people was yeah going and, and sort of reprogramming I guess some stuff that happened during childhood teenage years that wasn't ideal Mm. and so I saw really quickly to I guess be preventative in in I guess where we're heading as a society Mm. that relationships were the nucleus of that and and that's where it all really 
starts. Mm. Um, and then obviously I had personal motives as well. I just wanted an awesome relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of, um, yeah, it's like sparked my, my interest in it. Um, and then another thing was like my health professional hat when I, because for those of you that don't know, I used to work as a, as a physio, um, started working in private practice in 2010 and got really interested in chronic pain and the biopsychosocial approach and the holistic model. And I started to really look at what affects health and well-being at a holistic level, at a long-term level, and um, came across a really interesting study. And it's the longest or one of the longest studies ever done. It's still running today. It started in 1938 and it measured a group of people across that time and I won't bore you with all the, the, the details, but essentially what it came to was that the number one determining factor for length and quality of life was the quality of someone's relationships. Mm. So that's both their primary relationship and intimate relationship and close relationships with family and friends. Yeah. And so when I saw that, I was like, if I'm going to make an impact, um, then this is a really good space to be working in. And when I looked around, I didn't see that much really good quality accessible stuff it's like we don't learn about it in school um maybe if you study psychology you start to learn learn bits about pieces, it bits and, yeah. yeah um and so that was really what kind of sparked my interest um yeah and then i just went and explored many mm. different rabbit holes <laughs> went and explored i want to know some about the, these rabbit holes <laughs> the tantra world the relationship psychology like learned from lots of different people even just learning about leadership and these kinds of things, learning about holistic health, learning about behavior change. It's like all of that, I could see how that related back to a healthy, thriving, functioning mm-hmm. relationship. Um, so, yeah, that's, a, I guess, a little bit about my background. Is there anything else I've left out there that... Well, maybe think- just some of your experiences in the past of relationship as well. And yeah. then how did you kind of navigate through those to get to a point now where you are in a healthy thriving relationship where your communication's mm. incredible um on point <laughs> just that's like tully's favorite compliment yeah. is like you communicate really well babe <laughs> are you talking dirty to me um yeah okay so yeah i had a, a bunch of um not a bunch like a few like really good relationships um i didn't have any really unhealthy relationships i guess if there was a pattern it would be that things petered out a little bit i was yeah i sort of suffered from nice guy syndrome a little bit mm. um and um i think yeah that that was it was almost that things would peter out and so that's where i had to go and do sort of some internal work around that and, and by peter out you mean like the spark would, spark die, would die and off. things yeah. were kind of yeah yeah okay. and it'd be like a couple of relationships came to an end and it was just like oh well i guess we're going our separate well, yeah kind of a little bit you know and obviously there was more to it and it yeah. was sad and all of those things but it wasn't like yeah super unhealthy dynamics at all and i guess my sort of modeling like my parents split up when i was 17 mm. um and then a couple of my good friends going through school and stuff their parents had split up a few parents were still together but mm-hmm. um when i looked around i kind of didn't really see a whole m- huge bunch of examples of yeah, where it's thriving on all levels, which I knew um, was possible. I just yeah. knew, like I didn't know how, um, but I knew. So, yeah, that would be my, I guess, initial experience with it all. And mm. then, yeah, dove into the tantra world for a while and mm-hmm. 
gave the uh, polyamorous thing a go for a couple of months. <laughs> and it wasn't even really, that wasn't really a conscious decision. It kind of just ended up, that's how things were working out. But I learned pretty quickly that yeah. that was a lot of hard work. And um, the analogy, and it's like, again, this is our experience, each to their own. If mm-hmm. that kind of lifestyle, you know, if you thrive in that, then power to you. Like it's, there's no judgment. This is just my experience. Um, but I remember thinking, well, this is a lot of hard work. And then I had the thought because I was also sort of getting into business at that point as well. And I just thought how ridiculous it would be trying to start two businesses at the same time (laughs) when you couldn't even effectively function one business. (laughs) That's kind of like the analogy I drew internally. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Um, And so that's when I kind of, yeah, really decided that, um, yeah, monogamous relationships was going to be the way for me. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, so that was kind of... And then after that, yeah, that's when I, and at that point too, I didn't really find a whole lot of teachers where, like I found teachers teaching awesome stuff, Mm. but then when you kind of pull the curtains back, I didn't find that many people that I'm like, okay, I'd trade places with you. Yeah, that's a big one, hey, because there's so many incredible people teaching incredible things out there, but it's really that, that embodiment piece behind the scenes and I I find for me I I get really attracted to teachers who have a holistic life balance because that's what I want Mm. and I don't want to just nail relationships and then everything else be falling to pieces or Mm. I don't want to just nail business and have no intelligence anywhere else in my life like I want to have a really balanced holistic life and so I seek out teachers who are an example of that Mm. and you're right like there are a lot of teachers who have really cool things to say but when you pull the curtains back it's not always um Mm what it seems Mm. yeah 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 yeah. and it's like again it was um yeah i think i'll before i won't go any further i think it'd be cool to hear like your experience like where your passion came from and then we can sort of share yeah how we sort of move things forward from there once we Mm kind of came together beautiful well okay so my i would say it was an obsession with relationship (laughs) because i was fascinated by human behavior And I was really, really intrigued by it. I didn't want to go and study psychology for eight years at university. Mm. Um, However, I was really, really interested in specific aspects Mm. of it all. So I would go and like self-study that. Mm. And it started with um, human behavior regarding the courting phase and flirting and how all the body behaviors and mental like you know how it all came together and how we actually courted a partner and I was fascinated by this because I was single at the time and I was like I'm gonna put this into practice (laughs) and I had shout out Matthew Hussey (laughs) shout out to Matthew Hussey if you guys if you guys are single watching this listening to this go check out Matthew Hussey um because I had a great time learning uh, a lot through him as well Mm. so during my single time I would put a lot of this into practice and It was really great to court and bring in uh, like for casual dating and really good to bring in a lover. However, that's where it stopped. And then once I got into the relationship, I had to then learn the hard way how to navigate a healthy relationship because I just didn't know. Like Mm. my parents stayed together. So yours yours didn't stay together. Mine Mm. did. And they had seven children. As you can imagine, with financial stress, so many kids working, you know, trying to navigate a household it's a lot of pressure to have Mm. on a relationship and so I got to see their relationship evolve through so many different stages um and so what that looked like was 
Hey, Bubby. What that looked like was every single one of us kids got to experience our parents in a different phase of their relationship, which was really cool, but also really fascinating to look at and watch because as I was, I would assume a lot of people listening to this would know how we do develop our tendencies and our behavioral patterns and stuff through watching and observing our parents from mm, a young age and our modeling. immediate community. So each of my siblings had a different mindset and behavioral tendency towards relationship based on where my parents were at at each child and I thought that was really interesting Mm. and so that really kind of launched me into being like okay well why am I living in a lot of my relationship shadows right now and what can I do about it because Mm. I didn't want to like I wanted to have a thriving beautiful relationship where I felt really confident and I had um, a lot of inner security I didn't want to be jealous I didn't want to be um, insecure I didn't want to have these huge anger outbursts all the time um, and feel like I had to fight for it all the time or constantly test the relationship to make sure that he still loved me <laughs> um, but I didn't I didn't know how and so that's mm. what really launched me into research around relationship itself and and that took a whole lot of different turns and mm. I ended up then at a Tantra relationship workshop Oh, sorry, week-long retreat with you in Mm. Bali. And that's where we actually began our relationship. Mm. So we've been dating for a few months by that point. And yeah, that was, I'm really grateful that that was the inception of our relationship because it really launched us into a healthy dynamic from the get-go. You know, and I feel like with the honeymoon phase, a lot of people do have that healthy dynamic immediately. Hmm. And then it slowly moves out of the honeymoon phase and as the hormones drop it turns into a different relationship and Mm. then that can be confusing for people so where where do we navigate from there so we from the get-go had a lot of tools to help us move through every phase of our relationship we had Mm. a lot of tools to help us um, create healthy communication healthy relationship dynamics how to ask for what we need how to how to give each other what we needed without having to sacrifice Um, and so all of that was amazing Mm. we felt like we were thriving and then because we were thriving every other area of our life was beginning to thrive you know it was on flowing everywhere Mm. and so that really inspired me and you Mm. to be like let's run a retreat Mm. like let's just get a bunch of couples in let's just have fun let's just educate them on the things that we've learned and know Mm. and it was a very innocent almost casual initially um inception of the retreat yeah well and because we were getting we get messages all the time all the time yeah so it was it's almost like we had nowhere to uh send people that wanted to learn about this stuff um and we we'd learned for so many things over such a long period of time but hadn't sort of collated it into a nice box that we could put a bow on and say yeah. here here's where you start yeah. so that was kind of the inspiration to do that what? and then that took the form of mm. initially a starting an instagram so yeah. shout out to anybody who was following us at the living in love Back instagram before it got deleted i don't even know why it got deleted still yeah. but pretty sad about it um and then yeah that that instagram and just sharing our sharing our experiences and stuff we'd learned through there and mm. then yeah then a, a retreat yeah and I found that we had a bit of a unique approach because there were lots of different practitioners on the scene, but each were very specific in their own Mm. avenue, right? So, you know, we were in the personal development world with a lot of mindset stuff, 
but realizing that there was a huge lack of actual deeper embodiment mm. and emotional work. Mm. And then in the world of emotional work, sometimes mm. there was a lack of that like structure and, and mindset, mindset yeah, stuff. And then, you know, you ne- kind of we stuff. needed to bring in that spiritual aspect and that deeper fulfillment and that self-responsibility. And then, mm. you know, so we were trying to, we brought in this really unique mashup and mm. then also just, I think being relatable as well. And yeah. so we actually loved and love, obviously, still teaching about relationships. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I think it's so important is because the landscape of relationship is changing dramatically, very quickly, and we need to keep up if we want to maintain healthy relationships in today's world. Mm. I'm just going to take him out of this carrier, yeah, okay. so you you Hemel. go, babe. Um, yeah, and it's the best way I've heard it described. I first heard it from John Gray. I don't know. I think he might have got it from somewhere, but talking about the transition from role mate relationship to soulmate relationship. And so sort of back in the day, the industrial revolution, it was life was uh, a lot simpler in terms of the roles that we played within life and within the relationship. And as things have evolved, as our lifestyles have evolved, um, so too our relationships need to evolve. And you can just look back yeah. at the history of um, – yeah, yeah, like of how things have evolved in society and then understanding that we need to learn a new set of rules to play a new game. And so that uh, – and the cool thing with that as well is whenever something is changing and transformation is happening, you get to choose how it looks. And that's one thing that we um, really bring through is that a conscious relationship can look a million different ways for a million different couples. And so it's not a prescriptive thing. It's not a, this is what you have to do. This is how it has to look. Yeah. It's understanding some core principles and and the basic foundation, how that applies to you, your partnership, because everybody's, everybody's different. Therefore, every relationship is different. So, um, Oh, the little man's woken up and he might be wanting some snugs or some food. Um, yeah. So that, that I think um, yeah, is just important to acknowledge because relationships are, are hard. Do you know what I mean? It's like we're learning about that, like they can be hard and it's um, learning about why. It's like it, it allows you to just give yourself some slack, cut yourself some slack. You're like, oh, I'm doing the best I can with what I've got. Like my ability to show up in relationship is conditioned based on what I saw, observed and experienced. Yeah. And... I'm trying to maintain a relationship in a lifestyle society that isn't necessarily set up to put the relationship first, you know, long work hours, you know, communities kind of separating all of these kinds of things, this nuclear way of existing. um, It's new. Yeah. It's so, so new. So, well that, yeah, that soulmate relationship is new and especially, you know, our parents and their parents, you know, it's industrial revolution. It's growing Mm. up in, where there was really, really long work hours and our parents would, and I'm, you know, obviously speaking very genuinely here, but it was very much about how to keep a household running and raise a family. And fair enough too. 
rather than how to create a really thriving relationship that was juicy and all aspects of us were acknowledged and seen and enjoyed and we could self-explore without feeling judgment, without feeling like we weren't allowed to. Mm. We could explore our partner. We could explore different dynamics, different phases of the relationship. And I also feel like something important also to add is in today's world, especially with... um, millennials and the younger generations it is a bit of this like fast food culture with relationship Mm. where you come into a relationship you go through the honeymoon phase it's amazing and it's (laughs) juicy and it's like this person's the one best person in the whole world honeymoon phase ends shadow phase hits and it's like what have i done i gotta get out leave the relationship no healthy communication because everything's over text Mm. um no emotional intelligence to actually really communicate properly mm-hmm. again generally yeah. because again everything's over text and then all of a sudden the relationship's done cool done dusted next mm. gets a new relationship same thing happens honeymoon phase shadow phase mm. and then there isn't really all enough time to really develop a new set of skills to explore relationship Mm. and i'm sure people get there eventually some people never do though Mm. and so it's it's important i I think a lot of people don't even know why it's important to to aim for a healthy thriving relationship yeah it's kind of like these are the cards i've been dealt i'll just deal with them yeah and it's like i feel like once you drop in though it is this innate longing do you know what i mean Mm, um yeah because it is it it feels so like to feel connected within relationship it feels so good but it's i guess when you don't know how to do something it's easy to avoid it mm-hmm. um and like you touched on going through those cycles it's it's having the skill set to stop look take responsibility which we'll talk about in a second and reflect inwards mm-hmm. and be like oh like i'm the common denominator here yeah maybe there's something that i'm contributing and it's not something that's wrong with a b c and d Maybe there's some stuff for me to explore here. Yeah. And that's what that shadow phase can produce. The shadow phase can produce gold. Like we navigated a lot of challenges early on in our relationship. And the the gold, what we're experiencing now is because we sat in that and navigated that in a a healthy way. We navigated some stuff that most couples would break up over Mm. and never speak to each other again over. Yet we were able to navigate it and it was heavy and deep and we got through it Mm. in a really healthy way to the point where we're thriving even more now than we ever did before then. Mm. Um, And like, won't lie, I'm pretty freaking proud of that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, big time. And I think the exciting thing is, is we're not special in that regard. We, we, the only reason we did that is because we, there was a school, a skill set, a tool belt that we could use. And we used it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, Anybody can if they choose to. Mm -hmm. And that's the really exciting, inspiring thing Mm -hmm. is that, oh, wow, this is available for anyone that chooses it to be so and is willing to do the work. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the other important thing about, uh, yeah, like prioritizing conscious relationship. And when we say conscious relationship, we just mean intentional relationship. relationship. A relationship with a lot of awareness around what's going on, what's being felt, what's being said, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, And for the self, awareness Mm. of the self. It's like being self-aware in relationship really, isn't it? Yeah. And I think we're living in a time where, you know, most people, well, I'd say if you're listening to this, you're one of those people that in some way, shape or form 
wants to have a positive impact on society, yeah. on the world. We want our lives to be in contribution in some way, shape or form mm-hmm. and it looks a million different ways for, for everyone. Yeah. Um, and what I learned to be true is that that starts in the four walls of our own home. 100%. So if we're doing lots of work to make things better out there yes, and in here isn't thriving, it's like it's this reverse, it's trying to serve before we're thriving kind of thing. So And it just leads priori- to burnout. Prioritizing yeah. this, the home, and then the, like the community, it, it starts with prioritizing self and, and relationship mm-hmm. and then ripples out from there. And so bringing yeah. that focus back, especially if you're someone who is living in service and, and um, it's, it's easy to, to kind of put that to the side and focus on the mission mm. more so than what's happening on the home front. Mm-hmm. And I've learned time and time again that it's never more important. <laughs> yeah. And when I don't treat it accordingly, it's like that's when stuff will pop up. So yeah. I think learning the skills to do that and then it ripples out because the stuff to, to build a healthy intimate relationship – it's everything where we're learning and evolving there flows into every other relationship we have. 100%. Leadership in yeah. relationship flows into leadership outside. Communication so in intimate yeah. relationship means communication within friendships, communication within, you know, extended family dynamics, communication in communicating your message to the world if that's what you want to do. Like mm. it's all really, really important and being able to connect to different archetypes and aspects within and inside of yourself. Mm translates then into the relationship which means you have a million different faces of your relationship to explore you know um i i remember my old belief about relationships was that you get in a relationship and after a couple years it's going to get real boring and then you're going to break up and you got to go into a new relationship like i didn't know how to keep relationship exciting without Mm. conflict and chaos that was the only way i knew it's like if we fight a lot then there's a lot of breakup sex or makeup sex and then you know that's exciting and then you know we still feel the spark and that was what translated to me as like a oh yeah i still feel the sparks this still must be good Mm. when really it was being driven by unhealthy habits conflict chaos projection and eventually damaging each other Mm. really Mm. and so um yeah i really feel like when it's relationships are also where most stuff pops up yeah oh yeah (laughs) it's like that's where we let the guard down like Mm -hmm. we can put a front on out in the world but it's that's where because that's where we're most seen yeah that's where most of our vulnerability lies Mm -hmm. that's where all of the the deeper triggers yeah the 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 old wounds the old stuff that like we're here to sort of heal and integrate Mm -hmm. a relationship is most of the time where that stuff gets brought to the surface yeah so that and i also find like entrepreneurship or um that also can bring up a lot of stuff around being seen and Mm -hmm. self-worth and and all of that stuff but i find relationship is just yeah if you've got the um environment and the culture within your relationship and the skills to navigate it it can be just a breeding ground for for growth and transformation and healing yeah and also that's like such a good point that you make because growth doesn't have to be hard and challenging in a bad way a lot of the time when we hear especially in the personal development world growth growth you know we're just growing through all of this and there's a lot of growing pains um focus on growth and growth within relationship however growth doesn't need to be 
hard in a really uncomfortable bad like you know way um i want to just it 100% can be (laughs) but i also want to invite in the possibility that you can grow through expansion and inspiring challenges Mm. rather than just growing through like chaos Mm. and confliction and uh unhealthy cycles over and over again like you can grow and upgrade in a really seamless way that will still have their challenges but they won't feel like challenges that kill parts of you on the inside Mm. in a in a you know, a, a devastating way. It doesn't have to be so chaotic. Yeah. Um, Spiraling up and navigating upper limits. You yeah. Know, there's so much growth. Like how much joy can you experience? Yeah. And how can this, like what PK says, how can this get better? Yeah. 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 And I think, um, and it's just so ingrained in society to like growth is God. Yeah. Like if like economically, Physically, like, and I understand it's a, it's a very innate human quality to evolve. And feel progressive. Yeah. But I feel like the scales can tip too far where uh-huh. if you're not growing really far, like then, and it's the, the personal development junkie, you know, yeah. and I'll put my hand up. I've definitely found myself in that category uh-huh. and learning to enjoy the plateaus, learning to enjoy yeah. the seasons it's like of which growth is mm-hmm. a part of. Magic in the mundane. Yeah. 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 And I feel like um, like you, you kind of use the example before, unless there's fireworks, it's dead. Yeah. It's like within relationship, understanding there's going to be ups, downs, plateaus, all of these things. And what's the gift in all of those different things and in yes. finding ways to enjoy um because we've lost the seasonal nature of life do you know what i mean yeah. we can get all foods all fruit all vegetable all year round the people we, so follow like, the sun they don't hibernate they don't rest so yeah right. like enjoying the um seasons and having the awareness and again the skill set mm-hmm. to, to be able to do that yeah 100 percent. and so another reason why we and i <laughs> <laughs> is very, very passionate about relationship is because like we touched on before, we develop our framework of relationship and how it looks like to be loved and to receive love, how to give love and receive love, how to um, translate emotion, like how to navigate relationship is often modeled from our parents, Mm. right? And those who maybe didn't have the a uh, great model mm. um i find can also have issues with self-worth mm. and self-love and issues with being the good girl or the good boy and not wanting to rock the boat or having um not having the space as a child to explore emotionally so then there's big outbursts or there's suppression right so so a lack of a healthy model then translates into as an adult, our inner child doesn't have that healthy model. We mm. don't know how to navigate these things. Mm. And so I am very passionate about how can we educate on conscious relationship, bring a lot of awareness to relationships so that we can not only heal our own like ancestral trauma, our mm. own past relationships, like all of that stuff, but then also create unique models for each family so that we can then raise the next generation of children mm. who don't have to grow up with self-worth issues and self-love issues and don't have to, you know, go through 10 really unhealthy relationships to find a good one and to learn the skills. Mm. And I mean, everyone's going to still have their lessons to learn, <laughs> yeah. of course. 
But if we can do our best individually within our own homes, like you said before, in our own families to create healthy models, Mm. then all of a sudden our children can grow up and they're not having to put all of their energy and time into learning relationship and they can go out and do what they're here to do. Mm. They can go out and create the impact that they're here to create or, Mm. you know, change the world or just live in their joy, like whatever Mm. it is, because there's less like distraction of having to come back here and and master this one thing, Mm. which of course, if someone's path is that, their path is that. But Mm. I really feel like our duty as this generation is to help set up the next generation in the best way we know how yeah. and it may not be perfect still but we can do our best to break cycles so that they don't have to you know mm. relive everything yeah and i feel like again that's a pretty innate thing in humankind is to sort of leave things better for the mm. next generation and i feel like um largely the generation before us again going through the industrial revolution there was a focus on um I guess wealth like financially like providing like food on the table and and all of these things like leaving things better in that respect and then I feel like there's been because we were gifted that I'll speak for myself because I was gifted that then I'm in a position to then focus on emotionally and spiritually do you you mean you were gifted that as a value yeah or well in that the fact that my parents worked really hard so that I didn't have to go without as much as they did yeah gotcha you know what I mean so I had the luxury of being able to think about all this stuff rather Uh than working 15 jobs since I was 12. Do you know what I mean? So my focus then has been able to be on emotionally and spiritually and relationally. Because because you're in a privileged position, you're not having to focus just on survival. It's actually where can we thrive? And of course, like to understand that this is definitely a check your privilege situation as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But even then, those who aren't in privileged positions can still do what they can within their circumstances. I feel like everyone has an opportunity, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's always that personal agency. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Yeah, and I think like that, and it's not about being perfect, the perfect people, the perfect relationship, the perfect parents, like that obviously doesn't exist. Um, But just intentionally choosing love. Yes. You know, as often as possible and creating the environment and the dynamics where that's almost, um, that's supported and can become, it's always a choice, but it can become more effortless. Mm -hmm. If if the, the dynamics and the relationship is set up and then, you go out and, and your immediate friend circle is in a similar position. It kind mm-hmm. of, um, it's symbiotic. And then once once you've got the foundation of a relationship that is set up to lean towards the thriving state, then from there we can think about, okay, well then what do we want to co-create together? Yeah, what goals and vision do we want to create together, right? Because mm. it's very hard to be focused on this goal and vision and beautiful thriving of a lifestyle when we're always having to maintain in, here. Or if we're in fight or flight yes. conflict. Yeah. If like our nervous system is activated each day mm-hmm. for some reason, then we can't think creatively and expansively. Yeah. Um, consistently, consistently or in, in a yeah. sustainable way. Sorry. Yeah. So when we're thinking about here, okay, what's our vision mm. that we hold for the world, for ourselves, for our family? What sort of mm. lifestyle do we want to create for ourselves? You know, do we have a business idea or do we, you know, do, do we want to get a caravan and go around Australia or whatever mm. the dream is for you? Mm. That is going to manifest a hell of a lot quicker <laughs> yeah. when your energy can be there instead of trying to like put out spot fires all the time, <laughs> yeah. for example, right? 100%. <laughs> yeah. So let's chat about 
three of our seven pillars mm. of conscious relationships. So we've got a whole bunch and we go into this deeply in our f- um, conscious relationship online course Ignite, which, yeah, which we're going to shamelessly by the way, guys, plug at the end of we'll this. We'll shamelessly plug that. this soon. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to share three of the seven today. Yeah. Yeah. So shall we? Do you um, want to kick off with number one? I feel like we should actually start with responsibility first yeah. and then go. Yeah. Cool. So one of the seven, like my favorite one, because it's been the most liberating for me is radical responsibility. Mm. Taking 100% responsibility for everything that is and isn't in my life. And then bringing that to the relationship standpoint, it's both people taking 100% responsibility rather than trying to divvy up. 100% mm-hmm. responsibility. I'll take 51% yeah, responsibility and yeah. you can take 49%. Yeah, well, that was very generous of you to give me the lower. Other way around. <laughs> Other way around. <laughs> but yeah, normally it's like um, where our our ego, our whatever you want, you know, the wounded part of us, like we're very conditioned to be right. Mm. So we're often more attached to being right than being happy. So we will hold fort and deflect rather than take the responsibility and ownership. And the reality is mm. we've either initiated or allowed or perpetuated whatever is present in our space. Mm-hmm. One of those three. So you might not have quote unquote done it, but if it's part of the culture in the relationship, taking responsibility. And again, this isn't applicable for really unhealthy, narcissistic or abusive yes. relationship. Yes. Like that's a whole, let's just put that. That's a completely different ballgame yeah, right now. Yeah, we're talking about, yeah. yeah like a, a relationship where, where the core is sort of healthy, but there's maybe some dysfunction. Yes. Um, in, that, in that situation, um, yeah, having 100% responsibility and being willing to take ownership as difficult, and it is, and it doesn't, like, <laughs> it's always difficult. Do you know what I mean? When things pop up and your ego will flare up, it's like being... I wouldn't necessarily say difficult, but it can be uncomfortable. Yeah, There's always that resistance though. Yes. Like, and it's like that gets less and less and Mm -hmm. you get more observant on it and you get to look at it and be like, okay, I know what's happening here. And then you have the choice to put it down. Yes. Um, But that is a real benchmark because Uh unless, unless there's an agreement Mm. to do that within the relationship, none of the other stuff works. Yes. Because when it gets hard, when old triggers arise or when some stuff that requires healing presents itself, mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable to do. And then nobody wants to take responsibility. And unless there's that s- space yes. to do it, then you sort of bounce out of it. Yeah. So really, before you go looking for the tools, the techniques or anything, it's checking in and be like, am I actually willing to take 100% responsibility for what we find yes. when we start looking at this stuff and yes. having both people doing that? is that in itself is quite liberating Mm -hmm. because if we're abdicating responsibility out, we're giving our power away. Mm -hmm. When we're willing to say, okay, I'm taking responsibility for all of it, we're in a position to do something about it then. Yes. And it's counterintuitive because a lot of times we go through life trying to avoid responsibility because responsibility is like doing chores and all these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Responsibility is lack of freedom. Responsibility Mm -hmm. is restricting all of these things. So reframing our relationship with that yeah. and then creating a culture where both people take 100% responsibility is a yeah fundamental yeah. aspect of it all. I agree. And also it's really bringing light to the fact that you may not have had 
100% choice over everything that has happened in your life up until this point. Mm. But once you have the awareness, once you know that you actually can create from here on, that's when it's time to take responsibility. And it's it can be a bit of a ego trip, I think, yeah. for, for some. It mm. has been for me in the past. Yeah, yeah. Um, where it was scarier for me to admit that I'm going to be creating the rest of my life because then what if I fail, mm. right? So it, it really is a big piece. But until both people are willing to take responsibility, it can be quite... Um, it can be challenging in different ways to move forward, you know? Mm, yeah, for sure. Um, the second pillar, uh, I don't really know what to call this one totally, but... Oh, you, oh. you want to chat to everybody as well? What do you have to say, Raf? What do you reckon one of the pillars no, is? I think he's still asleep, but with his eyes open. <laughs> um, so if you imagine a triangle... Yeah, it's kind of like a framework. And you imagine... At one corner of the triangle is yourself. One corner of the triangle is your partner. And the third corner of the triangle is your relationship. I want you to have that visual in your head and realize that you and your partner are not in a single relationship where it's just between you and your partner, you and your partner. And if it's not you, it's him or her. And if it's not them, it's you. It's really more so about, hey, there's me and it's my responsibility to fill up my own cup to give myself everything that I'm needing and wanting. And then I can onflow that into you and the relationship. And then for them to be like their responsibility to fill up their own cup, to bring love and understanding and empathy to themselves mm. and and be what they need for themselves. And then their onflow of that pours into the relationship. And then that third entity is the entity of the relationship itself. Now that entity is going to be completely different every single relationship you're Mm -hmm. in so there's no point comparing your current relationship (laughs) to your ex relationship and the relationship before that and oh well those ones didn't end good so this one won't either or whatever it is Mm. every single crossover between you and a partner creates and breeds a whole entirely new entity of relationship so that third corner is the relationship now this is a really important framework because when conflict arises What you can do is you and your partner can come together as a team and look to the relationship entity and be like, what's working? What's not working? And how can we work together so that the relationship works Mm -hmm. rather than me against you? Mm -hmm. It it dissolves so much of that conflict because now it's not me against you. Mm -hmm. It's us can come together and we can look at the relationship Mm -hmm. and how do we work towards a healthy, thriving relationship, Mm -hmm. right? So, and then if you have that triangle and you draw a big circle around it, that circle around the triangle is your environment. Mm. Now, this is really important, guys, because a lot of people want a healthy, thriving relationship, but most of their friends are in really chaotic, unhealthy relationships. Their parents may be unhealthy relationships. Um, And there's lots of, you know, gossip, like people sit down and, and gossip about their partners and if we're wanting to create healthy, vibrant, thriving relationships, we need to mediate what is our environment with our community like Mm. and is that supportive of a healthy, thriving relationship, Mm. firstly. And then also what is our home environment like, right? Because say, for example, if you guys are financially stressed out, that's creating a financially stressed environment for your relationship to live within and then it's hard. Mm. Right. Or if, um, you know, there's there's no structure for your family life or, Mm. you know, there's really long work hours, you have no time together. All of these things are participating to the environment of a relationship and causing 
um, different themes to be produced. But also keep in mind that if the environment changes, the relationship becomes a product of the environment. So you change the environment into a really positive, beautiful, uplifting one that you dream of mm. the relationship can evolve to that as well yeah so a lot of the time when people feel like their relationship is stuck and it's never going to change and that how it is now is how it's always been and how it's always going to be mm. that's given if the environment stays the same but yeah. we can control our environment we can listen to podcasts we can attend courses we can read mm. books we can surround ourselves with people who have inspiring healthy beautiful relationships we can do we can do things we we often have more control um than what we think mm. or maybe not control more choice than what we think yeah I think. yeah and i think especially if you're willing to play the long game like yes. some of those things yes. like work the lifestyle balance that might take you years mm-hmm. to change yeah like depending on where you're at so it's playing the long game yeah and understanding yeah if your future pace and map it out like that it's like oh well it's worth spending the next three to five years to really nail the environment yeah because then what's happening within that will require less effort to maintain Yes. healthy relationship and it's it's just so good to have awareness like it's such a good point like if there's financial stress or external pressure if we're not aware that that's what's contributing to it mm. we can look for fault in myself or or you yes want to blame if there's dysfunction want to blame something or someone yes um and this was really prevalent say um when lockdowns happened and everything like that yeah that's a lot of pressure physical mental emotional spiritual stress that's just gone boom on the individual and on the relationship so that's breeding ground for more conflict for more stuff to pop up so if we don't hold awareness of that we can start to almost explore and waste energy on conflict that doesn't need to be there Mm -hmm. because we're like oh hang on a second this is arising because we're both stressed because our environment Mm -hmm. is stressed so let's just take a step back and and breathe 100 percent. um yeah yeah and, and it flows into like links up with the um, responsibility hugely as well. right um, and that um, so then you can take a hundred percent responsibility for relationship which yeah. is the third entity mm. I can take a hundred percent responsibility for the relationship which is the third entity and together we are both like a hundred percent responsible just like mm. two parents are a hundred percent responsible for the child yeah. I mean not in every situation and but ideally let's say mm. Mm. that in a healthy household where parents are together etc etc i mean and even if they're not i'm really kind of digging a bit of a hole here but it's all good (laughs) um it's it's just that that dynamic that's created when you stand shoulder to shoulder rather than at each other yeah and i think that's the that's the biggest thing yeah um and so we've got one more pillar to share with you guys um because we did really want to make this quick but it probably isn't i don't even know what the time is um So our last pillar of the three out of seven that we want to share is really delving deeper into the masculine and feminine dynamics Mm. because especially if you're on social media at the moment, a lot of the time we're seeing, oh, feminine energy and masculine energy and what what does that even mean for Mm. starters? But also how does that translate into relationship? Because it's not as... It's not as streamlined as just feminine and just masculine, is it? Mm. Yeah, so there's like you've got developed masculine and you might see this as... Uh, like wounded and unwounded or healthy and unhealthy. I like to use the term developed and undeveloped um, because I just feel like it brings a bit of lightness to it. Mm. And essentially it's calling it what it is because again, based on our modeling, Mm -hmm. what we saw, we will either have modeled a lot of and therefore developed a lot of healthy masculine and feminine qualities Mm -hmm. or 
not developed. So yeah. then those will be in us, but undeveloped. Yeah. Um, and I think having this as a framework for, for learning was a real game changer for me. Um, at the same time, I feel like it can get a bit heady if it's yeah. made God yes. in the relationship and overanalyzed. Yes. And like, oh my God, am I my masculine now? Am I feminine? Like, and you can overdo it. Mm-hmm. But I think having an understanding of it, um, so you've got the framework to play with yeah. and to, to have new awareness of self, of our partner, like, oh, that might be why this isn't quite yes. working without overdoing it. I yeah, think is, it doesn't need to be lived in 24-7, but just the understanding of it can really help. Yeah. So everybody, every single human being on this planet will have both masculine and feminine energy within them. It's just a part of the human experience. And again, these are just like two different energies. However, we've labeled them as masculine and feminine, right? Like mm. it could be yin and yang or it could be, um, it could be anything. Like you could literally make up any word for it if you want to and if you don't want to use the terms masculine and feminine but for the purpose of this we will so we have the undeveloped feminine and then we have the developed feminine and the undeveloped masculine and Mm. the developed masculine and depending on our circumstance depending on maybe the environment of the relationship depending on communication skills depending on our past experiences we can activate either our undeveloped or our developed qualities. Hmm. So within me, I'll have my undeveloped masculine and feminine and my developed masculine and feminine, and so will you. Hmm. But in my past relationships, a lot of the time I was uh, relating from my undeveloped masculine and my undeveloped feminine to their undeveloped masculine and feminine. <laughs> and so what it did is that created a lot of chaos hmm. and a lot of like um, just dis-ease that hmm. wasn't necessary all hmm. the time. And what I find in your and my relationship now is that we have learned how to activate each other's healthy and developed masculine and feminine energies within each other. Mm. I don't know what your developed feminine looks like. I know what your developed masculine looks like and vice versa. Mm. And then I also know what develop, uh, sorry, what triggers your undeveloped and how to then navigate that mm. and vice versa. Yeah. So... I want to just share an example for anyone listening who maybe hasn't heard much about this before, mm. an example of an undeveloped feminine trait and mm. an undeveloped masculine trait that exists within both men and women mm. or however you identify. Mm. And this, I guess, is a really common one. This is a really common one that we see a lot. Yeah. And have experienced a lot. <laughs> and have experienced. <laughs> 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 Haha, yes. So an undeveloped feminine trait in whoever you are, is the tendency to test the relationship and to test love, to pod and poke poke and create circumstances where it's like testing. Do you still mm. love me now? Do you still mm. love me now? If I do this, now. do you still love me now? And this was my favorite one to do, guys. <laughs> this was my fave. This was my go-to was can I test the relationship enough? If I am wildly jealous Mm. And I blow up and scream and yell and throw things. This is not with so much with Tully, a bit, a bit here and there early on. This is more so in, in previous relationships. But if I test the relationship enough, will they still come back to me? Mm-hmm. And the second they don't, then I can say, see, I knew it. You don't love me. Mm. Where it's this interesting paradox because mm. I'm pushing them away the entire time. Mm. So, of course, it's going to end that way. Yeah. And it's unhealthy for me to expect anybody to stay Mm. if I'm testing and testing and testing, especially to the point of, um, 
you know, sometimes it could even be seen as emotional abuse, like in a light way. Yeah. Um, but at the time, I just had no idea that yeah. that's what I, even I was doing. Yeah. I just thought, well, if he loved me, he'll stay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and it's um can be subtle and it can be extreme. Yeah. And I think having awareness, like both parties, like why it's important to know this stuff because if you have an awareness of like, oh, that's just an undeveloped feminine trait that is in me mm-hmm. based on conditioning, then when it pops up, rather than being in it and attached to it as part of who you are, you can look at it and mm-hmm. be like, oh, this is arising in me. It's mm-hmm. not me. And you can kind of separate yes. and that's how you can start to create change. Yeah. Likewise for the partner, if I was aware of this, rather than taking it personally mm-hmm. when you were to test or mm-hmm. to do something, I can be like, oh, she's sitting in that for whatever reason yeah and and bring curiosity and compassion to it mm-hmm. and be like oh i wonder why that's popping up yeah. not why is she having to go at me like and yeah. being in it it allows you to take a breath zoom out a bit mm-hmm. and start to navigate things and start to create change over time yeah 100 percent. and then another example for a un undeveloped masculine trait again within this anyone is, this is a common one is <laughs> The need to fix Anybody everything. relate to that one? Any, anyone relate? Just if you're watching on Instagram, I've chuck up an emoji <laughs> if you can relate. <laughs> Needing to fix the problem. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. there's a difference between allowing something to be there and, mm-hmm. and working towards positive change mm-hmm. versus this is making me uncomfortable so I need to need fix to the fix situation, yeah. right? Like if, if, for example, Tully was um, really emotional... And that made me uncomfortable. I felt like I would need to fix his emotion. It's okay. Mm. It's okay. How can I make this mm. better? Instead of just allowing him mm. to go through the emotion. And, and who can relate to this one? Needing to get something off your chest, but not necessarily wanting a solution to the problem or not wanting input or not wanting to be told what to do, but just wanting to be seen and heard. It's but like, then your partner tries to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's that un, uh, an undeveloped. And then mm-hmm. the developed would be to just hold space for yes. that. Um, and so, yeah, and there's many of these and it's like... There's when, so when you many start in to, both ca- all categories. Yeah, yeah, start to look at it. It's just a new layer of awareness and then... And, and you'll find if pretty much all of the undeveloped characteristics will be activated when you're in the stress response. Yeah. Because when the stress response is activated in the body, that's when we go into that part of our brain. Mm-hmm. We Our prefrontal cortex switches off. Mm-hmm. We activate more of the emotional part of our brain, the limbic part of our brain. And that's when all of that conditioning will come to the surface. Yeah. And more often than not, when there is conflict, it's because the stress response is on, the fight or flight is on. So it's actually my conditioning playing out with your conditioning. Yeah. My unhealthy masculine and feminine characteristics battling yours. Yeah. And so the more we can, again, check that, it's like maybe there's no issue here. Maybe we're just both stressed. Yeah. Um, and, and then and you can start to take and a breath and have tools and strategies to then come out of that. And another beautiful thing is that if, let's say your partner is sitting in a lot of the undeveloped traits, by you sitting in your healthy traits can actually help dissolve them and and help them move into the healthy traits. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's so much with that as <laughs> yeah. a framework yeah um and then that you know that itself leads into the attachment styles that itself leads into self-sabotage that you know like so So there's so many different layers Mm. um but i also wanted to touch on how the masculine and feminine dynamics dynamics are physical and spiritual and emotional and all of the things because as masculine and feminine even though you're a man and woman 
or again, however, like we're just going to speak from our experience, right? Yep. A lot of the time when you're sitting as, let's say you're a woman and you're sitting in some of the developed feminine traits, those developed feminine traits actually help support healthy feminine hormones that you need to actually decrease stress and to Mm -hmm. feel oxytocin and to feel happy and fulfilled within your own being and life. Mm. Also the same for the masculine energy. So for a man, even though he is masculine and feminine for his masculine, a lot of the masculine health, sorry, developed masculine traits actually help develop the testosterone Mm. and the mask, the, the hormones that men need Mm -hmm. to be thriving. So even though it's energetic and everyone's got masculine and feminine, it's also physical because women need women's hormones to thrive Mm -hmm. and men need them, man hormones to thrive. And this can support that as well. And it goes both ways. Yeah. So if you're nutritionally depleted, Mm -hmm. so then you can't physically create those hormones or your gut, microbiome yeah, is out yeah, of whack yeah, yeah. so you can't physically create um all of these beautiful hormones that help us function optimally yeah then you're gonna have a really hard time accessing those healthier characteristics mm-hmm. and i've personally experienced it and seen it many many times where it's just the physical health is addressed and then behaviorally stuff just changes without any awareness yeah. or intervention on that level yeah and so understanding the the bi-directional nature of that relationship mm-hmm. is you can hit it from both angles. Yes. You can hit it. Nutri- and that's why we love like a holistic way of looking at relationship yeah. because when you hit it from both sides, it's like you start to see massive changes quite quickly. Yes. hundred percent. And then also the last bit is with intimacy mm. because with the masculine and feminine energy, when you start playing with them, when you start dancing with them, it creates intimacy and that chemistry and that spark and fire that people can sometimes feel like they're missing. It can reactivate that when you understand how to use it properly Mm -hmm. as a tool, right? Mm. As a tool in the tool belt, you won't need it all the time, but when you do, you've got it there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I don't think we've got heaps of time to delve deeply into that right now, but just know that all of this plays a part and can create a whole new world to explore within our sexual relationship Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Within ourself and with our partner. Yeah. 100%. So, guys, I think um, we kind of want to wrap up sort of there. But before we go, we really wanted to chat about Ignite really quickly. Yeah. So, Ignite is our 10-week online couples course. And we run a couple of intakes a year. Mm -hmm. And our next intake won't be until next year. But currently, we've got an enrollment open right now for an intake. Yeah. So, the course kicks off on the 8th of august but the enrollments are open until the first so depending on when you're listening to this you've probably got a couple of days <laughs> to um, come and enroll and yeah. get amongst it and so we dive into a whole bunch of different topics and i suppose we can maybe talk through a, a few of them quickly now but what we'll do we'll have the link to the mm-hmm. course in the show notes um or you can just find us on instagram um at ignite.couplescourse yeah um and all the details are there um but really, a lot of what we've spoken to today is is sort of why that we've created this. And we go week by week, there's classes. Yeah. And then we also have live Q&A calls. And so it's broken up into couples work. So there are some classes you'll do together. And then there are some classes that are men's classes and women's classes that um, were broken up. So it's a combination of work together and then mm-hmm. some men's work, some women's work. Yeah. And this course is designed for... Like 
people who can relate to our experience. Mm. So mostly designed for people in monogamous relationships. Um, we have had same-sex couples come through and really yeah. enjoy the course. Please know that Tal and I are teaching from our experience. So we do use the terms man, woman, mm-hmm. etc. Um, so if you resonate with what we teach, though, a lot of the content can be used for any any type of relationship. It's it's real foundational stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like we focus on navigating intimate relationships, but 97% of the, the content and everything you're learning will be applicable to, to any and yep, all relationships. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, the course is open now. We've mm. already got a whole bunch of amazing couples yeah, coming you'll, through. You're going to get to meet. If you jump in, you're going to get to meet some epic people. And we're pretty excited to work with everyone. The live Q&As are definitely my favorite. So the <laughs> most of the course content is pre-recorded, yep. which means you can work through it in your own time, around your family, around your work schedule, etc. Mm-hmm. And then the live calls are optional for you to jump on. But obviously, mm-hmm. if you can't, then there will be replays available. Yeah. Um, and then there's a private Facebook group where everyone gets to hang out we share our um wins learning wins learning everything yeah yeah so um that's it guys if you've got um any questions feel free to hit us up find us on instagram i'm at tally o'connor and then cat is the dot cat dot o'connor um hit us up with any questions you've got like i said the link to it all is going to be in the show notes so go and check it out and hopefully we'll see you on the inside yeah and come hang out on instagram so if you guys are new to this podcast my instagram is cat just, with a k i just did it oh did you really yeah. sorry guys i was literally sorting out the live video <laughs> all good <laughs> and sorting out a baby and all the things yeah yeah <laughs> um so yeah we hope you guys got um got a lot out of that this is obviously a conversation that we love to have and this um, is a very ba- like this is the start of the conversation so funny. we were like we'll just do a quick half an hour conversation and then an hour later yeah <laughs> here we are but even then what we covered it's it's literally a scratch on the surface yeah. of of what relationship can mm. be um so thank you guys for listening. This yeah. is our fifth episode. I feel like, you know, we're kind of getting the hang of it yeah, a little bit now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so if you are enjoying it, guys, like all those good podcast things, like go and leave us a review. That stuff. Oh my really, God, we would love that yeah, so much. We That stuff really matters to get this podcast into more people's ears. Um, yeah. If you, if you resonated with this, take a screenshot, share on your socials, tag us. Um, yeah, our intention is to get these conversations happening as much as possible with as many people as possible. So, yeah, that's that's a wrap. Have from us. a Big love. beautiful rest of your day, and we will see you in the next episode. See you guys. Bye. I'm coming back for more. I'm coming back for